Hello and welcome to Geek Sweat, the podcast for news, reviews and interviews where we watch films to save you hassle. We thank you for joining us once again. I am your host TJ. Today we bring you the inspiration interview where we are going to be talking with a guest expert. I am joined today by King Dom. Thank you for joining us again King Dom. How are you? Yeah, I'm good TJ. Do you want me to reveal who is behind our special red curtain? As always, TJ, I am awaiting with bated breath. Today we are going to be joined on the Inspiration interview by a new guest expert who began his career in the stage school of Sylvia Young and has had recent performances with the Vault Festival physical theatre piece, Boys, which has won an outstanding new work award. Prior to this, he's also played the lead in Susie McKenna's adaptation of Macbeth, which has been demonstrated at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival as well as the Hackney Empire. He's worked on short films, including Epiphany and the sci-fi drama Capture, and he has had his performances in short films accepted in the short film corner of the Cannes Film Festival as well as the Sci-Fi London Film Festival known for his husky voice, charm and recognition of voiceovers for ads such as Volvic, Puma, Honda and Adidas we would like to welcome our next expert interviewee Andre Fife. Yay! Welcome to the show Andre. Thank you. Uh, It's nice to be here so thank you for having me. We have so many topics to cover and we've got so many questions to delve into about you and what you do. First of all, let me ask, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. I can't complain. Uh, busy, as you said, but yeah, like I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Am I pronouncing your name right? Is it Andre Fife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you say my name. That's like, I'm, I'm really surprised as well, by the way. I'm about to say, wow, you got it off the bat. <laughs> I've really wanted to speak to you, but... I've always thought of your name in the context of a tribe called Quest and the rapper Fife Dog. So that's where I'm getting the Fife from. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That helps. Now going back into earliest memories, what's the earliest memory you cherished about films? Uh, you know, when when I was a kid, I obviously I did was at stage school. Um, and when I was at stage school for a while, the kids was always watching lots of theatre. We was always going to see lots of musicals and stuff, and there was like a like a small handful of us that knew that we just didn't want to be stage actors. Like we, we didn't mind doing stage, but we definitely loved film. Um, and then sometimes we'd come together as a group and we'd go watch films. And that was one of my early memories that was like, yo, like I, I love the stage. It's a magical experience, but the cinema was also like another level of an experience. And I remember watching a film and then going back to watch it again and again and again. Um, and knowing that I can still watch it no matter what, you know, years from now, I'm always going to be able to watch this. Whereas with a theatre show, you know, if you didn't see the show, then you missed out. Do you know what I mean? Whereas a film, it felt like it would be here and it would stay here. Um, uh, so, so yeah, that's, that's really, I started to really start to realize the love for film and was there a particular film that recognized your love of coming back to films to see things again for repeat viewings i I, I can't i couldn't be like one you know i wouldn't be able to be like your one uh particular film not really it was just like a like a a length of different films that the emotion that any kind of one film took me through whether it be horror or 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 drama or, or whatever or a biopic i it wasn't just one film. I couldn't. I couldn't lie to you guys and be like that one Denzel movie. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't do that because it's not. It's not entirely true. But the truth of it is that I remember just watching all these different films and just always leaving, thinking, "Oh my god, like that experience took me, and I could do it again." And even after it's not in cinema, it was beyond DVD or back then on DVD. And do you know what I mean? So it's like I can always go back to this feeling. Whereas with with stage you know we go and see some hit musical like i said through the school i'm not gonna go watch this again like i i know after i watch this tonight 
the chances of me watching this musical again is very like very limited um as magical as it was it's just it's just like i know i'm not gonna see the show again so andre we're talking about um film being an inspiration for you but was there an inspiration in the form of an actor or a person who was either a mentor or just someone you aspired to i think um there was a few actors i remember growing up watching um uh, an actor called amil amin he played a lead role in kid Hood. Uh, iconic character trevor he played the character trevor and even before that, I remember watching his career and just realizing I saw him on stage as well. And I just remember realizing, like, yeah, like he was a super inspiration to me. And I had met him a few times. He had given me some great advice. So shout out to him. And he's doing amazing stuff. Um, so so yeah, like I remember watching him and watching his career and going, like, yeah, this is this is available, this is possible. He came from uh similar background as me uh similar area so it, it just made everything more uh connected do you know what i mean you never get that kind of moments where you're like you know because i'm don't get me wrong I, I, as well like i'm super inspired by the hollywood giants as well you know but it's it's hard to connect to those people because they're so far away but this this guy was so closer and it felt like oh my gosh he was in those little little things and then he got into this thing then he got into this thing then before I knew he was in this big movie and then everyone's talking about this movie and then he was in this other thing and it just kept on growing and growing I was like yeah like I could I could do this this is this is more achievable now so was that when you realized that you could do this too and you considered yourself to be an actor yeah 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 for sure for sure yeah absolutely like you know you you want to do it and you're in all the right places. And I, I had an agent from a young age. I didn't really understand the value of an agent until I got a little bit older. Do you know what I mean? But but I remember going, okay, I'm doing these audition stuff. And sometimes I'm bagging it. And sometimes I'm not. I, I, I don't really know if I'm going to become one of those like famous guys. But I'll do it for a while and see how it goes. And then, you know, you when you start to see more people that, that represent you in some kind of way, you, you start to go, oh, my God, like, no, I, if I took it just as serious as he does, maybe I can re reap that type of benefit. Maybe I could, I could achieve that those kind of stuff. Um, and you, you look at that as inspiration. It's like, yo, this is super inspiring. It's real. And when you meet the person and they are, well, fortunate for me, they are exactly what you imagine them to be. Then it makes that even, even more inspirational. It makes it more attainable and achievable so so yeah I, I love that I love that completely as a young actor where and how do you try to push yourself in your performances I, I, I think when I was growing up or even now as well I always I always review myself and ask myself like you know from a performance standpoint when I'm watching myself back, because actors be like, I don't watch myself back. But I actually know I do watch myself back, uh, but not in a vain way, but more like in a critical way. Um, and when I'm watching myself, I'm always asking myself, what, what more choices could I make when I'm saying or doing certain things? Um, and also just from experience, you start to build and you start to realize, oh my gosh, like, you ask yourself these obvious questions. How come I can tap into this emotion quicker than the other emotions? Maybe I should work on working on those emotions. Um, I realized naturally that I'm not a person that begs really easily. So when I play characters that have to beg, I've noticed that it, it took me a while to really believe or be in the moment of really like really begging for whatever it is that the character really wants. Um, but that 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 comes with that comes with uh that comes with practice and experience you become more self-aware of self um and then you understand that as an actor as you grow you get sharper you start to realize where your your weaknesses are and as well as that you're also watching other people do great things so while you're watching other people you're learning and growing in that way you're going to classes and you're building experiences there um and in, in the classroom, in an acting classroom, all we're doing is playing around. We're just making several different choices on the same scene. We're seeing the same scene multiple times. I've seen this scene played out, the ABC 
scenes in front of me for different actors in the classroom. But all we're doing is deciding on who can make the best choices for themselves. How do they represent these lines? How do they bring this character to life? Um, and it's and it's always so interesting. And then it makes you realize, oh my gosh, I now understand how come one kid can get a job over another uh, another child because this child is making some real bold choices and this one isn't. This one brings it more to life, this one doesn't. And then you're, you're starting to go, okay, cool. So if I work the lines and work it this kind of way, then I'm doing these things. Now, the other factors of why I may not get it is out of my control. But I know that I'm doing everything I can do, which is bring it to life, uh, show the choices, make bold choices, choices that they didn't really notice. That's maybe not on the page. Maybe it's in between the lines. Um, and again, this all, this all comes with practice. Like, it's not like I woke up one morning and went, yeah, this is all it. I'm all in. I got it. I'm, I'm with it now. And I still think even now, as I get more uh, mature into my career, I've noticed that, yeah, you can always think you're making the right choice, but then it takes a good director to then say, hey, Andre, I love this part, but how about you say the line like this? Or how about you you enjoy this line, breathe a little bit more, and, and he will then offer you a new choice. And with that choice, you can find something new. So it's also getting good direction as well. So yeah, I hope I hope I, I rambled a lot, but but I hope that makes all sense to, to the question. <laughs> no, I think that's really clear when you're talking about directors yeah. who are looking for more choices and they want to expand on what you've just done. Let's talk about your first short film, Addy and yeah. Chess. Could you let us know a bit more about your experience of this? And is it something that you went into straight from the world of theatre or did you have to go through an auditioning I process? I went through a series of workshops. Uh, that was my first like credited short film. I had done some other little short films before, but it weren't, uh, it just wasn't, it was very like... Uh, couple friends got a camera together kind of thing but those ones don't count right um and even myself i had made i had made a short film myself actually um but there's not like you could go out there and completely find it but it's somewhere on the internet but um when i did addy and chess i um went through a series of workshops the director um is amazing director henry blake actually he's doing some amazing stuff now and he was in my neighborhood and he was doing workshops and I was like a little semi like known in my neighborhood and everyone knew I was into acting um and people like was like yo you need to meet Andre like as fate would have you we connected I got involved in his workshops and then we uh then he just offered me the role he was just like look I've got this script I'm working on can you explain what the workshops were about Workshops was just basic acting workshops, really. But it felt like he was always writing notes or he was always asking questions. And it, it felt like he was on a development for something. Obviously, I had not completely realised, but I had some kind of idea that he was working on something because he was always talking about certain types of themes or certain types of topics, um, which he was always trying to lean in on. Um, so as much as it was just acting lessons and acting classes, it felt like it, there was an uh, end goal um so while we're doing these workshops and also on top of that it felt very specific because um the amount of actors that were in the room and all that kind of stuff it weren't like just randomers and all that kind of stuff it felt very like he had picked these people um but not all of them ended up in the film but he's i think he's worked with majority of them to be fair um but but yeah so it was about that he offered me a job and i was like cool and then he, he also offered me a job also behind the camera as well. He was like, do you want to be behind the camera as well? And I was like, of course, why not? And I kind of like shadowed him a little bit and also uh, was in front of the camera acting. And it was a great experience. It was like a really, you know, professional set, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, loved it. Wow. And then Andre, only three years on from that, you were in a feature film. So can you talk to us about the transition from making shorts to making your first feature? <laughs> well, you know, once you get the love of something, it, you know the the, the tenacity, uh, the, the 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 ambition doesn't stop. Um, so once you get that that feeling, 
you just want to make more and make and do more and be involved in more. So I guess all I did was really, I looked out for lots of short films. I, you know, use Google <laughs> and I just connected with people. Like I literally did. And I, I met up with people at events and all these kind of stuff, festivals, and just, just tried to bridge more gaps. And then, you know, started to audition for some people's short films, but then randomly also getting the odd feature film lying around. And then eventually, uh, I will eventually audition for feature film and got, I got into first, my first feature role. And then it, it just kind of grew from there, really. Mm. Uh, what was your first feature role? My first ever feature role. <laughs> what, is it? what is it on IDB? Why is it the wrong one? It was the intent. The intent. intent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be my first. He was down as additional cast as Andre Fife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, it would be. It would actually be. You're technically right. Yeah, you're right. Because, yeah, you're right. The first ever one was intent. And, and with intent, same thing. Um, I had known the director. Um, and he said, yo, come on set. You know, come, just come. And I, I came on um, on set. Um, he was saying he needed extras. And I was like, yeah, I'd be an extra on a feature film role. And, you know, because I wanted the experience. And I remember, you know, being on set, creating such a vibe, being nice, being friendly. That, and, and you know what? It, I know this just sounds so silly, but actors, sometimes the, the best thing to do when you're on set is just to be yourself um, and don't try too hard. Just be there. Um, it's like another work environment. Just be there and be present. Um, and because I was so there and so present, I ended up standing at the back and then eventually getting like a couple of lines in, in the film. And I was like, ah, today was a good day. <laughs> today, today was a couple from standing all the way over here thinking, I'm just going to stand here. I'm just going to have a great time, meet all these people. And then before I know, it's like, hey, come, 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 come. Do you stand here? And I want you to say, and then before I know it, I'm, I've, I've got like a little mini scene. I'm like, oh. Oh, this is my moment, and and I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, yeah, and it worked. It for, for, at the time, you know, I look back at it and I go, "This is this is a minor." But at the time, for me, that was like a, it was a good thing. I I enjoyed it and I loved being in it. You know what I mean for that moment. You talked about being an extra on and back doing background work where your presence and professionalism eventually led you to getting a speaking part in the feature film. This reminds me of the feature film Training Day because you'd mentioned Denzel Washington earlier and the idea that Terry Crews, who is a very muscular and powerful looking person who's supposed to be representing characters in a neighbourhood, had such a presence in the background, he ended up getting a speaking part in that feature film. And that was one of his first breaks which got him a lot of uh, close-ups in the film Training Day, but now he's gone on to do bigger and better things, such as the feature film White Chicks and the comedy series Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So could you tell us a little bit more about the film, which is a 2016 British crime drama, which is directed by Femi Oyeniran, who is also an actor. It's a story set in a neighbourhood of small-time businesses uh, featuring undercover police officers and characters in and out of a small-time drug industry. And it features a grime artist called Sculpture and another one called Crept. So this isn't a film that you can just ignore. It's a film that comes with a weight of expectation because of the attachments of actors from certain neighbourhoods representing certain ethnicities on screen and also uh, connections with the music industry with some of the cast members so did you feel a sense of expectation or intrepidation when you was taking part in this film particularly with the music artists that were attached when you're on set for something like that and you see all those grime artists you're going oh my god like i listen to this this guy on a regular basis or i know this artist i i know some of his hit songs um and it's good to see those guys doing it as well and it it makes you realize that like some people are trying to make a transition themselves they're trying to go from music into into acting um but yeah it's good to see a film like that because sometimes you need those kind of films i know we all have our debates nowadays like about 
uh, those genres and and if if you always need to make those kind of films and I think definitely there's a space for it um we know there is a space for it based on the results of other previous films and films afterwards right but um we need to tell urban crime hood films whatever you want to call it right but it's like you you need those you need those kind of films because that is a segment of someone's story um but what we got to make sure is that when we tell those stories we tell the whole big circle of it all and then we also tell other versions and other other viewpoints um but but you know at the time it was like we haven't had a film like this in a while we haven't had this summer our grime guys grime artists <clears throat> in one film and we just wanted to, to 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 connect the whole culture together again do you know what i mean and connect some music to that culture you were telling us about um, how you've developed and matured as an actor, but I was just wondering, are there any similar things you've learned behind the camera from your experience? Yeah, 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 for sure. Because, you know, as an actor, you're going through these motions of just like auditioning all the time. And uh, behind the camera, I'm also understanding like what it means to be part of a production. Oh, sorry. To be part of a production. So it's like, I'm learning at the same time while I'm auditioning for all these things, I'm also learning how to uh, be a part of a production, um, whether that be like an assistant role or just being on a production and shadowing someone. Um, and I had got those things through connections and just like building up my, 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 my friendship groups. Um, and then at the same time, while I'm doing some of these short films, I remember working with like different production companies who allowed me to be on set just like assisting and then that's when I kind of realized after a while you know after you've made a cup of teas for everyone and you start to like assess all the roles and you're like so that guy holds the camera that's expensive I don't want to drop it uh that guy always does this thing fiddly thing and I don't like that job and, and you started to kind of figure out like what jobs would you do if you couldn't do an act like what jobs would you do behind this bit um and I remember like watching the producer and going, there's something about that which I like. Um, and I think it, even now when I talk to people about being a producer, I always, I always say like, there's something, there's something so not creative, but so creative all at the same time. Um, and that was my next transition as well, which was like, oh, you're an assistant, you're running around a bit, you're shadowing some people. This is all great, a little bit of money, but what do you really want to do behind this camera? Do you even want to be behind camera? Like, and that was, I'm always asking myself, like, did I really want to be behind camera? And then it got to a point where you have these dry spells as an actor and you're not doing anything because there's no auditions. It's, you know, whatever the, the period is, winter, and jobs are already filmed throughout the summer. So it's done now. And you're just like, what can I do in this time? And during those times, I had met my business partner when I was making short films and we decided to start writing our own stuff and I would produce it. And it meant that I could work on projects that I would like to see myself in or stories I would love to tell. Um, so um, we did like a short film, <laughs> my, my writer's gonna hate you for this, but we did a short film called, uh, I think it's called Free Santa. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, presenter. <laughs> and um, presenter, um, old short film, you know, it, it went it went one of the best films that we made, but it was, it was, this was the film that we needed to make. And then I'm gonna explain why, because once we made that film, we realized, I realized like I could produce, I could get a load of good people together and I could make something happen. The film came out the way it came out. And one day we will, revisit that film 110% when someone rich decides to give you some money someone uh, someone from organization gives some money I'm gonna sort that film out but that film led us to make another film which you know did numbers did really well uh going to top festivals going to Cannes and that film showed me and that's why I had to make that terrible film first with my my business partner because that terrible film was that that learning, that learning curve that we needed to go, okay, now we know 
because you know watching someone else do it is one thing but then when you get yourself up to then cook it yourself you're like wait it don't taste as sweet like the other one I taste like do you know what I mean and you're like whoa okay I get now what it is I need to make this recipe um to make this 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 cake and when we made the mistakes on Free Santa we literally just wrote it down and went we can't do this again we cannot do this again we cannot 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 and then we made capture a couple of years after so you literally did that like you sat down and analyzed everything that you needed to do differently for the second one exactly Dom. exactly Dom. just like my acting career just like my acting career where you just look back at it and you just from another eye like you just don't take it personally you gotta look at it and and from a from a from a what's this word now like from an objective standpoint you just can't look at it with an emotional attachment you just gotta go this is not my film I don't know these people in this film. How do you feel about this film? I understood this film till this point. Then after this point, the film didn't really make much sense. It feels like there's something missing. The ending was okay, but this, that, the third. And you're just watching, you're watching this film back. You're critiquing yourself as an actor. Was I really believable? Did I believe that line? Is there something about that line? Why did I like that moment over this moment? You're just asking loads of questions, even if you don't have the answer, but it's good to ask the questions. And then using those questions finding the answers to then do better the next time. With regards to Free Santa, and I don't want to go back and criticise it and dig up any old wounds, but what free lessons did you learn from completing that project which you managed to bring over and employ into your next film project, Capture? When I round it up, it's the same three things I was told when I was leaving Sylvia Young. When I was leaving Sylvia Young, I can't remember the actor, he came and did a massive uh, talk. And then me and a couple of other actors, we came and saw him behind the back, you know, and like, try asking more serious questions, you know, cause some actors are asking some silly questions. I'm gonna get to this point. So he said to us, this is Sylvia, yeah, yeah. And then this actor said to us, I will never forget this. I don't remember the actor's name, but I remember him vividly saying to us, like he had no time for us by the way yeah we're some little young kids one of us are in one of commercials or something i had just done i'd done one commercial by this point so i thought like i was rich do you know what i mean i got a couple of grams in my mom's account it's <laughs> living in my account but i thought like i'm the man right and this actor just jumped into the cab and just went boys like step away from the car and he just went time money effort and he drove off and i just like that is like because you know you don't remember every little detail, but I remember him just looking at us going, time, money, effort, and drove off. And I was like, okay, cool. Since then, I, you know, you suppress that. You're like, that guy is shit anyway. Do you know what I mean? You don't even remember his name. And then years later, we make a film like Free Santa. We're watching it back. And I'm saying to myself, yo, there's three things missing in this film. And I'm like, when I'm like, taking out the technicalities of it, like we're not talking about like the angles and the, the, the lighting, stuff like this. These are these are obvious things, the sound, the lighting. Could it have been better? Likely. But when you round it up, that comes with money or time. We, there were some scenes that felt rushed because we didn't spend time on it. And then the effort of just telling a better story. So we're like, yo, next time we make a film, we've just got to put more time, more money, more effort. We was on a string budget. We was on a string budget. Not Capture was a better budget for sure, like 10 times way better. But we was on a small budget and we didn't utilize that budget the way it should have been. Um, we spent way more on uh, location rather than on other little intricate details where we should have probably have. Um, and then we just realized that we need to spend more time on certain pieces of the film. And, and obviously this goes even now in my career I'm always asking for more time on set right even when I'm producing the projects I'm doing now like I'm always wondering if we can get more time on certain bits and we're always fighting against the clock but if we prepare enough as a producer if we prepare enough uh, and make a really good schedule then we will get hopefully the time to then execute what it is that we really want to do and really want to say so if we recognize in the script you're this is one of the key moments in the script. Let's make sure we get this part right. Let's give it a little bit of breath. Let's give it a bit of time so we can make mistakes, but then also make, make the mistakes and then make the right, the right choices and get the right uh, 
the right result out of it. Um, so yeah, man. So with that, that's what I learned. Time, money, effort. That's amazing. It's interesting that you said that because for people who make short films or any films, it's easy to criticise perhaps the casting choices that were made, that the wrong actors were employed or even looking at the locations in terms of the locations are not fitting for the setting of the film. So you can critique the details, but perhaps it's always best to ask what are those details influenced by? Is it possible that you had the money that you needed to get the best actors or perhaps the best camera that you wanted to make the film shoot? Did you have enough time to spend with rehearsing on locations or perhaps writing or rewriting the script? Just because you finish the script doesn't mean it's shoot ready. So it's very interesting that the man from the Sil- who gave you the advice at the Sylvia Young Theatre came back to you to give you advice once again at the back end of that short film. When we made Capture, it took us to a whole nother level. You know, my, my writer had wrote that when he was abroad. Um, and by the time he came back, the film was done. Um, and that was like, for me, when I look back at that film, I go, yeah. All my time, my like the money that we spent, the hours that we put in, the effort, it reflects the film. Do you know what I mean? It really does. And people always say to me when they watch that film, I'd love to see what happens next. And for me, that's enough every time. Best compliments. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's the feeling I wanted to give in this film. I wanted someone to get dragged into something. And before they know it, it's done. And then you have to sit back and go, wait, wait, what? Wait, 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 is that it? You're not going to give me some more? And I, I, if I make someone feel like that every time they watch Capture, that's my job. That's it. That's what I wanted to I do. I wrote this down. Time, money, effort. <laughs> Time, money, effort. It's such a, it's such a big thing. And it, it and it's, I took this into my life as well, you know, guys. I, I made sure, like, I asked myself as well, even my friendships and my relationships. I ask myself all the time, like, time, money, and effort. If I, if I use these three things, I, I can surely become more successful. So, Andre, we were talking about you moving into being a producer. Has becoming a producer influenced how you act? Oh, my day, so much. So much, so much. Dom, it's got to the point where, like, I've understood, like, why I watch some films and my scene's not in it at the end of the movie. And you're like, hey, why did they cut out that scene? And as a producer... <laughs> You watch it back and you're like, all oh, right, that actor was doing way too much. That's why they just didn't put it in. Or he wasn't, um, there was an issue that he didn't, uh, you know, con- contingencies where he, he has it in one hand and he doesn't have it in the other hand. And do all these little, little stuff, but it makes you realize, oh my gosh, I see why when I was in this film, all the scene didn't play out, the whole thing didn't play out, my eye line was in the wrong places. And you, you learn these things just from practice. And also when it's not happening to you, <laughs> when I'm a producer and it's not happening to me, it's happening to somebody else. I'm learning from that, even though that's someone else's downfall, but I'm learning mm. from that because I've also experienced that. And I'm going, okay, these directors, the director I'm working with right now, who we're producing on this project, um, he's decided to cut it in this kind of way. Uh, the editor said, yo, we can't do it this kind of way. And I'm just like, why, why? And then when they give me the answers, they go, oh yeah, the actor is looking in two different places or he's looking too far this way or too far that way. Obviously, sometimes the director doesn't notice this on set, blah, blah, blah. And <clears throat> it means that they're missing out. You know, another thing I really learned as well, which I, I tell people now is when I read a script, I'm more aware of what character is important and what character isn't. Now, I know actors say there's no such thing as a small role because you can make any role become more than life. This is true. But just off the back of, as an actor going, I would love to be in this film. There are several roles for me and they're giving me the opportunity to choose or I can audition for more than one. I could now, as a producer, because I've had the producer's skill, I can go, which character is more vital to the story? Because... I don't have to play that. The leading man doesn't always have to go to me. I don't have to always be the leading man. But what I want to know is who's a pivotal character in this film? Because the pivotal characters 
also gets remembered. And that's why we end up having the whole phrase, there's no small roles, only small actors. But those small roles are still pivotal to story, right? Um, and that's, that's yeah. as a producer, that's what I learned. I learned that of being a producer, I went, oh my days, the reason why they cut my man's scene or this girl's scene is mainly because their character wasn't really that important. The lines in the story wasn't really needed. However, if I've got a character that tells something for story or gives information or changes the narrative, you cannot cut my scene. You cannot cut it. You cannot cut it. Mm. So you're going to take the best take and you're going to put that it in the true. film. And, and that means, that means, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to be in this film. <laughs> so as an actor, I'm going to be in this film because I've decided I'm going to make sure I play pivotal characters only. Characters that influence the story and influenced characters around him. I don't even have to be the main guy. As long as I know that I'm pivotal to the story, I'm good, I'm ready to go. I've learned the lines, I'm all in. Um, and that, as a producer, has taught me so much. There's some other things as well, but that is one of the main things. That's one of the main, main things. That's a great takeaway. Thank you. I'm giving all the gems now. I'm giving all the gems now. Oh boy. So, Andre, thinking about your career, you were in a film called Prison Boy, where you had first billing, and this was a kind of, what could you say, dark comedy set in a young offenders institution. Was that an important film for you in terms of your career? Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, that film had done really well. And again, it was written by an actor and that actor he was he was a phenomenal actor and when i got involved in the project and i auditioned for it i just knew this was right for me um and the film went on to go to like really good festivals and stuff like that um <clears throat> and again it's working with people that know what they really want to tell um it was boys it was all acting in a, like a young offenders thing um environment but the director really knew what he was trying to do and what he was trying to say um and sometimes we didn't always see it because sometimes when you're on set or even when you read the script as much as you talk about it sometimes you don't always see it on the page but when it came alive on screen i was like oh i get it i get, I get it now it's it, even though he we're all young offenders the actual the actual thing is that we're we're way more smarter and more able than we let out to be it's just that we're just we're just prejudiced. Preju uh, we're discriminated or seen in a certain way, um, and and we didn't. You don't always see that off the back of reading a script, and that goes back to knowing. Um, as a producer, it goes back to also knowing how an edit can really change a film. You know, you can edit a film, and it can really change that type of story. And I remember reading it and then watching the film go in. They edited it. They edited it so well that it really tells that story um, and it doesn't always read that way, but it definitely came out that way. You have gone through experiences of getting cast for roles without an auditioning process, sometimes using the avenue of word of mouth and even participating in workshops. Now, having performed in the successful short film prison boy can you see the connection from that project to how you were cast for a named role which essentially means a speaking part in the feature film in the film the secret which was released in 2018 can you see how that happened now you don't see it as it's happening for sure but you have you see it afterwards like you go oh my god these are the dots like these are the connections um just like the the little picture, you know, with the dots and you connect it and you're like, sometimes you can't see the picture straight away. And then when you're done, you're like, Duh, that's why number five is there, but number seven is all the way at the top. Um, but it was like one of those moments where I start to realize that, yeah, from building those blocks, making those connections, more connections lead to more people, um, more people create more opportunity. And then it's about now making the right choices and deciding, okay, I'm gonna work on these kind of projects and I'm not gonna do these kind of things. And sometimes it's a gamble as well. Like I didn't always know why I wanted to go more this way than I wanted to go more that way. But I realized, I just went with my gut instincts and I went, I really wanna do these kind of projects and these people make those kind of projects. So let me work 
or try and be around and work with these types of people. And those people led me to more people, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, working on The Secret, I can't even remember how I, I think, I think they just did a basic call out and I applied for it. But ironically enough, they had already heard about me. So it was one of those things where, again, that whole full circle thing where you're just doing what you're doing, um, working your way up and, you know, applying yourself to wherever you can. And someone somewhere is already heard about you. So that's why, it's so, and especially in our industry where everybody does talk and everyone does know people, it's always good to just continue doing what you're doing. Like even the way I've met you guys, right? Is through a mutual because that's, that's how it ends up working sometimes. It's, it's really, it's really that. And you just got to keep going and keep pushing um, because you never know who's watching. And those people who are watching, they may not say nothing straight away, but they may be recommending you. They may be saying, hey, I don't really know this guy, but I, I see some of his stuff and I, I like it. Which, I mean, one of his films are really terrible, but the other one was kind of good, Joe, you know? That? <laughs> but, but they can see that, uh, there's a young kid over there and he's 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 trying. He's a tryer, he's working on something. And for that reason, I'd follow him. I'd look into him. Um, and I'd recommend him. Some people have recommended me for jobs. And I think recommendation is amazing, by the way. And some people have recommended me for jobs and I've I've like kicked it out of the park. I made sure that for whatever reason this is happening, I've got to maybe I've manifested it into my life, but I've got to make sure I do right by it like do align myself and do right by it and then other times when I just audition and get a job even then I'm super grateful and I make sure again I do the great the greatest the, the best I can be in those moments um yeah so yeah now working on the secret when I look back at it I'm like yeah the reason why that all those things happen is because I just kept on really working and as I was working people was recommending me and then when it got to the point of an audition or an opportunity, these people who I'm now going to see, they've already gone, I've seen your face before. Someone's, someone's mentioned your name before. And it means that I'm working. Like it's, it's working and it's paying off. So Andre, according to IMDB, you had a feature film role at the age of 23. So I was just wondering at that point, how fulfilled or how hungry did you feel? to get a feature film part? Yeah, of course I was hungry. I, I just wanted, I just wanted to do more. Um, and you know, at a young, a young age, well, at a age, you just want to do more. You, you want to enjoy it. Just like when you were at, when I was a kid at Silver Young, you just want to be in everything. Do you know what I mean? Who wants to go up next? Me. Do you know what I mean? It was one of those moments. It was literally one of those moments, man. And. Yeah, you work when you get to work in these schools as well. Because when I go back and I do facilitating work or I do drama lessons, I remember being those kids just wanting to just be involved. And I don't mind whatever it is at those times because I'm like, I'm just grateful to be here today. And I just want to, I just want to be involved because I love this magical thing that everyone does. And I want to be part of the magic. Um, so bring me in <laughs> basically and 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 that meant for me that I weren't really even focusing on my age or nothing like that of course I look back and I go I achieved quite a bit at a, quite a young age but then I go I just wanted to be involved you know what I mean and I just I was hungry and I just yeah I just literally I just wanted to be involved so I didn't notice I didn't look around and go oh should I wait until I'm at this age and then start getting myself involved I, I no that's really bad advice I just thought let me just try myself here 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 everywhere and anywhere and just try to see who would let me get involved in the magic and some people let me in and some people don't do you know what I mean like as much as we see on credits and all that stuff we see the wins but with all of that comes all the rejections and all that kind of stuff as well after you made a feature film, you went back to a short film, which was called Epiphany. So were you able to bring some things that you learned from doing a feature back into doing a short? You get to this point where you've learned on a feature film, there's like a hundred people on set. Like, do you know what I mean? It's massive. And you're like, okay, wow, this is what it feels like to be on, on a big scale. But 
the tools and the skill is still the same. You still have to put in a lot of time, so to put a lot of effort. You, you still got to do all those things. And as an actor as well, I'm realizing it's not much different than the old cameras with the, you know what I mean? As, as much as I know there is in terms of the technicalities of these cameras and what it can do. But the skill set for me as an actor is I still need to know where my eyeline is. I still need to make myself believable. I still got to say these lines, hit a cue on the floor. I still, it's the same principles, the same skills that I've done on a small budget, small little project. It's just that it's 10 times larger and there's more people standing around waiting. <laughs> right but but the skill set and uh is still the same i still gotta learn these lines some way do you know what i mean and ask anyone that knows me like i struggle learning lines people don't believe me because they see the film and they're like i can't tell i'm like yeah that's that's because i'm a good actor but i was struggling learning these lines but it's the same the principal ski the principal sorry the principal skills remain the same so I've gone off a feature film and then I've gone back into a short film. As you do, the next job is whatever the next job is. Um, so I'm in this short film and it's the same skills. It's the same skills. It's just that it's less people this time. So yeah, the, the, the course sheet is a bit shorter, but the skills and the requirement hasn't changed. And if anything, at this point, I also want to show off. I want to go, yeah, no, I can, I can do this on any level, right? Because when people ask me, like, what's, what makes a good actor? A good actor is a good actor. He can do anything. He or she can do anything. Whether it's a commercial, whether it's a theatre show, whether it's a short film, feature film, a TV job. As long as when they step on and, and they do it and you believe every moment and they take you on this journey, that makes a good actor. That's why when people ask me, right, who's your favourite actor? I'd be telling them different names every time I meet them because every time I meet them, I've met someone new in my career and I've gone, this guy is the, the newest thing or this girl is the newest thing for me now. Because every time I'm watching it, I'm like, that person in that show just took me back. This person, this show, that's my favorite for now. And I'm gone and I'm going to delve into this person's career now and watch all their stuff. But that's, that's what it did for me. Um, so yeah, so it's the same skills. It's the same, same skills. And once actors learn that toolbox, you can go anywhere with that. That's why people go to drama school or do classes. It's because you want to build up this toolbox so that no matter if it's a commercial, it's still the same principle. I still need to make you believe that I love this brand in my hand when I'm drinking it, eating it, whatever it is. You still go to believe me. I might not even, I might not even swallow whatever they give me on set. <laughs> like I might not even swallow this burger. Like think about it. But I still got to make you believe, audience, I love this i got to make you feel like I work with this bank. I don't even have an account with this bank. Do you know what I mean? But I've got to make you believe it. That makes you a good actor. And then I can go on stage next week and perform for like four weeks and make you believe that I'm whoever I said I was on stage. You've given us so much insight about your work as an actor, your inspirations throughout the production process and what you've gained in terms of experience and how you use that it almost makes my next question seem a bit redundant but I'd like to ask after the first five years of your career which we'll use as a signpost do you feel that there was a specific wow moment where there was a big lesson learned or a big takeaway where you thought this is something that's really blown my socks off and this is something I should really remember? As, a, as an actor or as a producer, I think there's, there was moments for both side of things. Um, <clears throat> as a producer, I just remember vividly, when you work with so much different people, you, you start to realise why people work with the same people. <laughs> that was a pivotal moment for me. I realised, oh my God, like, you, I know this is crazy, but, that makes so much sense why those guys always, or those people always work together on the same projects or, or if they don't work on every single project, they often work together. You know why Martin Scorsese always works with the Leonardo DiCaprio's and Robert De Niro's is because they bring out greatness out of each other. Um, and even at this level, it's the same thing. People have their bubbles, their circles. We're not saying that they don't invite other people in, 
but they have their small network that they keep close to. And there's a reason for that. Um, and if you want to be part of that network, you have to give a reason, right? Um, I've learned that as a producer. I've learned, I've worked with some people, some of them were amazing, some of them were great. And then sometimes you work with some people and you realize, oh, this was interesting. We're probably not going to do it again. And that's and that that in itself is okay, right? Because you can't like in any work in work uh environment, you might not get friends with everybody. Do you know what I mean? So it happens. But so that's a massive takeaway. Um <clears throat> and then as an actor, another take another take that I've taken, another take I've taken, uh, as an actor, something I've taken away was just knowing how to just always show up and always be present. Like, I didn't realize how important those things were until like, I've had moments in my career where I weren't always there or when we're shooting something and it's a little bit more difficult than, than normal um, because of the requirement of the character. So um, like I had done short film, it was a boxing short film and it required me to just be a bit more physical. Um, I had done a bit of boxing, but I never had to get like, a little bit bigger before where I never had to like really like push myself and we were we were filming in the snow so it was like I'd never had to do this kind of level of filming before but it had made me a better actor it had made me realize like how much more focused I have to be no matter how much noise is around me um and I've taken that especially now in my career I'm able to take that anywhere I can I can really hone in no matter how much noise on set people chit-chatting, uh, talking about the game, or whatever it is, the lighting guy wanting to have some small conversation with you, but being able to just focus in on what we're about to go in for. Because once the camera goes on and the lights are up and everyone goes silent on the other end, it's your, it's your goal, right? Everyone's done their job up to this point and it's your point. It's your point to, now next, to the next level. And, and, it, and some actors can just switch on and off and some actors need to take a moment and depending on what you're doing as well, because no matter how many great actors I've met, they've always told me at some point you do have to hone in. There has to be a moment where you hone in on what about you're about to do. And that is something I've taken. And I'm always going to have that. And I'm always asking myself, how can I be better at it to make sure that I'm always ticking inside when I'm about to play something? Can I ask you a kind of um, random question? Um, when you're acting, Andre, um, do you prefer to stay in character between takes or are you one of the switch it on and off guys? Ah, I've had so much debates. I think it really does depend on the job that you're doing. Sometimes you're playing a character like that has an accent, for example. Now, if I'm playing a character with an accent, chances are I'm just going to hold the accent for the whole day because it just makes sense to me. That just makes sense to me, logically and all of that stuff, it just makes sense. So I wouldn't let go of the character, I wouldn't let go of the accent. If I'm playing a character that is really close to me and I know I can switch it on and off, then I may just do that. Um, but either way, no matter which, which way you decide as an actor or anyone listening to this, you've got to know what works for you and do it. Some roles will require you to just be a little bit more present and a little bit more available prior. I did a stage, um, I did a stage show, uh, Macbeth, he was on tour. And um, there's a scene obviously in Macbeth where he finds out his wife has died. Now, I could be on the wings, chit-chatting with my other actor friends about the scene before, right? Or I'd go off on the other side of the wings and I'd take that separate time and that moment to really stay in character and stay there in this present moment and feel the rage and allow that rage to build. So when I hear the news of the wife, it makes me burst. It's one or the other, right? If I can do the same thing on stage every night, going on the other side of the wings and talking to my friends and then coming on stage and being able to do the same thing with the same level of impact, fine, I'll do it. But I know as an actor, I can't. I have to go to the other side. I have to keep myself slightly separated from everyone else to allow that emotion to, to come out on me. Um, we spoke about Epiphany. Epiphany is a story about a young boy who changes his life 
he's like this and then he he changes his life after he meets this father figure and he has an epiphany moment and you know he he changes his religion and he changes his life and he gives his life to god great film cool so when we're taking this moment throughout this journey the first half of the film yeah i'm practically jumping in and out jumping in and out but there's a moment where i go okay this is really important to the story i've got to stay in this a little bit more i've recognized that because once this character makes this journey and this change you've got to really be in this moment of change i can't be in this moment in this moment and then like stepping out having a whale of a time that that contradicts the emotion that I'm about to also not to do in the next take. I'd rather just go, let me just stay in this for like five, 10 minutes because it, it makes a difference. It, 20 minutes, it makes a difference. Um, and when I watch myself back, I go, I believe that. I believe every single moment. I believe the transition that characters made because I physically, on camera, off camera, I physically made that transition. I, made, I decided to stay in this transitional moment and it shows on camera. Because we know, uh, boys, the camera never lies. You just put the camera up and click a button and it shows you whatever is happening on the other side. It does not, it's not going to do anything too magical. All right, you've got VFX and special effects. But the truth of the matter is, it won't lie to you in terms of what you're seeing from the actor. Um, so how believable can we be? Um, and should we push ourselves to tell a better story? Uh, that's, how I, that's how I see it. That's how I want to see it, you know? Great. That it's that. I feel like that's another quote right there. Should we push ourselves to tell a better story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. You're coming out with these gems today. Oh, uh, you don't even know. I'm in a mode. I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. You, you're smashing it. So we've got another random question for you. Um, do you know fantasy football, Andre? Mm -hmm. Don't worry, it's not a football question. Uh, I'm. I'm not going to okay, ask yeah. you to wind up, TJ. He's a Liverpool fan. Not, I'm not going to ask you to do that. Um, <laughs> Liverpool support. Yeah. Go on. Would you, but go you know, on, in, you uh, the concept of fantasy football is you choose the best players to pick your ultimate team. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you were playing fantasy football with film, who would you choose as your ultimate co-stars and your ultimate director? Oh, my gosh. I, did it have to be British or American? It's up to you. This is entirely up to you. British or American? Up to me. Okay, okay. I think you should go international. Anywhere. Europe, Africa, Australia, America. Everywhere. Oh, my gosh. You lot are going to make... I'm going to get in big trouble. Years down the line, someone's going to play this back and go, but you said you'd love to work with him, but what about me? <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Uh, there's so much... There's so much people, guys. There's so much people. I'm going to get myself in trouble. I'm going to miss a name. Okay, let's start here. What would be the ideal genre film for you? All right. Ideal genre. That helps. Drama. I'm definitely going to do some type of drama of some sort. Drama. Drama, thriller. But drama. 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 <laughs> Woo. What's the budget? <laughs> what's the budget who can we afford who can we afford let's give you a 50 million pound budget wow that's not enough for the actors not 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 enough for the Denzel wow I think um DiCaprio's just checked out <laughs> yeah just checked out his agent is not responded since we lost we lost response legal team hasn't got back to us yet um <laughs> it'll be amazing to work alongside a Denzel Washington of course I do love Leonardo DiCaprio. I remember I went through like a seasonal thing where I watched all his films like back to back. Every month, I'd like dedicate myself to watching all of his stuff from, from childhood to where he is now. Um, these characters, these guys are so able to transform themselves. You really do lose yourself in whoever they are. Um, you know, they're character actors. Um, and there's not much of those kind of actors out there. Um, Cause you, and that's not a bad thing. Cause sometimes you, you can see, like even with Denzel, like if you watch all of his films, you notice that there's a bit of him in every character. You do notice it, you do pick it up. If you've watched all of his films, you start to pick up certain, certain 
characteristics and you know things that he does and you know that's him because it gets played out so much um <clears throat> but but then there's other people that you you can't even tell because they're so transformative um cool oh gosh can i say uh, God, this i like not that I'm a writer like that, but I've written a little bit with other writers and I'd love to write with Michaela Cole. Michaela Cole's amazing writing. She's got such a such a good, just an interesting mind. I'd love to know how she gets to that. So let's say she wrote the project. Those are my two actors I've chosen. Um, uh, there's a... There's another actress that I really like. I don't know if everyone knows who she is. Um, she was in, she was in a film with Will Smith. Um, oh gosh, Andre, how could you mention this lady's name and not know her name? Uh, Gugu Mbafa. I can't say her surname, but um, she was in Concussion with Will Smith. Gugu something. But I remember watching her film. Mbafa Raw. Yeah. I remember watching her in Beyond the Lights and I thought she's brilliant. I thought she's so brilliant. I'd love to work with her. I'd love to work with her. Director-wise, boy. Oh my gosh, there's so many directors, guys. I don't even know who to choose. Um, yeah, that's all you get from me. I don't know. Okay, let's say Christopher Nolan because as far as TJ is concerned, that is the right answer. <laughs> So we've got directed by Christopher Nolan, written by Michaela Cole, starring Denzel, and also starring Gugu Mabatha Raw, and featuring Andre Fife. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds great. That was absolutely great. I can sounds, see that. Sounds like I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, no, um, that is a fantasy to just see those types of people at work. It'd just be really interesting to watch them uh, get in the zone. Yeah. Thank you for answering so many of our questions, Andre. And for our Geekswear audience, please let us know where we can find you on social media and perhaps find out more about your previous projects, such as Capture and Epiphany and new projects that you have on the way. Are there any specific portals you would like us to pay attention to? Yeah, so you can um, find me uh, on social media at Andre Fife. All my handles are the same, so Andre and our Fife is F-Y-F-F-E. Um, and the films, oh gosh, well, the films are like everywhere. You know, that's how it always ends up. But most of these films are online. Um, capture is online, so you can type in Capture short film uh, and believe it comes up. Uh, it's on a channel called MYM, which is Million Youth Media, uh, which I, I work with those guys over there, Fully Focused Productions. Um, that is on that channel on YouTube. I believe The Secret is on Amazon. Um, and, and yeah, other short films as well. So if you go on my social media, you'll see I've said where you can find it and stuff. But often it's all on online somewhere. Uh, so yeah, that is predominantly it um so yeah no guys thank you for thank you for having me um it was a pleasure i i think it was it's great what you guys are doing i've 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 uh definitely going to be tuning in to all the um other people you guys have interviewed i've had so much great stuff about it so i can't wait to to hear it all back thank you andre for giving us your insight into the world of acting You've been a great inspiration to us and I'm sure you will be for many of our listeners in the future. I hope so. Thank you for going on a two-hander with me on another Inspiration Interview Kingdom. It's really appreciated. Well, thank you. And yeah, it's been a real pleasure, Andre. Nice meeting you. Absolutely. Likewise, man. If you're listening to us on your laptop handheld device or in the car feel free to like and subscribe at the nearest opportunity uh, we've got so many more episodes for you and you can find us on several different platforms so if you don't uh, subscribe to the platform that you're on now uh, feel free to find us on any other platform by going hashtag GWKSWEAT 
and you can find us on social media through facebook instagram and twitter thanks for listening we hope to be in your ears again soon